0: Hello, this is Melanie McMillan and Hannah Hurley, and you're listening to the IoT Integrator Wire, brought to you by the channel company and sponsored by Intel. This is Episode 7, Healthcare Smart Tech, Using AI and IoT to Fight COVID-19. And today we welcome Dave Ryan, General Manager of Health and Life Sciences at Intel. Dave leads the team that's focused on digital transformation from edge to cloud, with the goal of making precision, value-based care a reality. Welcome, Dave. We're glad you're here. Tell us a little We'd bit about that. yourself and Intel's health and life science
1: business. Intel's health and life science business works with and supports customers who are making all of that life-changing products you see when you when you uh, touch the healthcare system, whether it's the medical imaging, clinical systems, the computers that run the IT software, the labs that do the tests, the life science centers that have created the research to begin with that have uh, helped inform the creation of the drugs, and our customers are making devices and products and solutions from the very edge all the way through the infrastructure, high performance computing centers, and also the cloud. And what we do is we help them innovate with the best possible compute and technology that's available so that they can do what the innovation they're trying to achieve, which is make make healthcare more personalized, more distributed, and accessible to wherever it's needed with solutions that are much more intelligent. And now we've been, In the last six months or so, uh, we've been, you know, uh, just all hands on deck, uh, supporting our customers and their requests and needs related uh, to the pandemic. Um, And that, you know, has been quite an experience.
0: Yeah, that um, really brings me to the next question about, I know that um, healthcare priorities and technologies have really been transforming during the COVID-19 pandemic. How would you describe the change has been at Intel? How, How has it shifted its healthcare strategy from before COVID to now?
1: Well, We're learning a lot through this experience. The initial engagement we got from our customers at the onset of the pandemic was Related to a, a whole range of shortages, 40 different types of medical products that were that were in uh, end products that were in shortage, and ventilators or telehealth solutions, and um, and so uh, initially the focus was very much on supply and uh, being able to ramp the availability of what they already build, but uh, as the the demand went through the roof, as we've been engaged now uh, through this. Uh, Entire process is basically six months so far um, we're seeing much more need in terms of solutions that our customers wanting to build and support uh, hospital systems to be better ready for the long term of dealing with the the COVID pandemic and, and better ready for surges uh, that would be uh, less sort of threatening to their infrastructure when they um, have uh, either ending infection surges and we've also seen and are expanding our efforts uh, related to uh, not just the search for the vaccine and treatments, but we've seen gaps and challenges in the way that uh, research is done and uh, how researchers are supported, um, how they are able to take advantage of the best data that's available at any point in time anywhere on Earth. And and that's really challenging for researchers. So I think we've been informed heavily by this This Um, experience of working with so many uh, customers instantaneously throughout to respond to the pandemic, but it's also given us the insight of where they're moving. And so we're adjusting our support to move to better support solutions that are related to readiness for uh, pandemic and epidemic uh, shocks, um, as well as uh, much more improved solutions for uh, drug uh, research discovery and Uh, for uh, that, that would be um, using uh, more of the data that's available uh, around the world.
0: I want to dig in a little bit deeper on a specific technology that I'm especially interested in AI. We've been writing a lot about it, especially around diagnostics and imaging, Um, but I wanted to ask you, is it real enough to have a role in the pandemic?
1: Well, it absolutely is. Uh, I just saw some data this morning that indicated that, uh, you know, health systems were using AI, prior to the pandemic health systems were uh, using or planning to use uh, AI as sort of a next generation technology. And as a result of the pandemic, about 80% of the systems are or are planning now to expedite the use of AI. Um, You know, the health and science industry, pre-COVID, already, uh, is generating tremendous amounts of of data and with a complexity that's very high and this data you can't possibly be understood by you know a single individual no matter how well educated they are and so what ai does is it helps draw understanding out of the data and put it into action for the uh, uh for the analyst and so uh to be able to effectively Uh, use the data that in healthcare is really literally a matter of life and death. This information, getting the insights to the clinician in time uh, can make a huge difference. And so uh, the artificial intelligence, which is really using deep learning to create the algorithms, it's an indispensable enabler of a whole range of use cases in the clinical setting, uh, in the laboratory and research, but also in remote care and being able to handle care at the scale of an entire population that be out living in the community uh, and not just the population that's in the hospital.
0: It's an exciting technology that um, I'm enjoying watching, and I wanted to shift a little bit and talk about other examples that you're seeing in IoT solutions that tackle the new challenges around virus testing, telehealth, and even vaccine development. Can you give people some examples that um, you, you find interesting?
1: The pandemic has driven a rush of innovation related to new solutions and with examples like that. And we at our company, Intel, put in place a pandemic response tech initiative to provide support, resources, and fuel and funding into these innovation efforts to support the response. And so we are seeing a whole range of, uh, of new solutions uh, and accelerated solutions. You know, Banner Health in, in Arizona worked with ZMed to convert uh, the technology they were using it for patient monitoring and span it out across all of their hospital rooms uh, to, to enable a telehealth solution. A company called Acura perfected, developed and deployed, perfected and deployed uh, a robot that can clean patient rooms with UV light Uh, We wrote about keeping people safe. You did, yes. Yes. So that's great to hear. um, (laughs) Yes, so the you know there's issues with building a solution like that in terms of the safety, and it's you know easy to do the stuff in the lab, but when it really needs to be deployed in large volume, it needs to be safe. It can't be irradiating people. Um, and it also needs to be effective. It needs to be using the right wavelengths. And there's a number of, uh, of robot robotic examples have been uh, spawned around the world uh, related to disinfection and logistics. Um, and it, uh, AI and x-rays and CTs, I think you've written about that too, is multiple vendors now have expedited uh, the models, uh, deep learning derived models in their x-rays and and CT machines to be able to help detect and expedite the detection of a a COVID lung. Um, Siemens and JLK inspection are a couple, and there are many organizations that uh, we've been able to support uh, with our pandemic response initiative uh, that are related to focusing on drug discovery, treatment discovery, uh, vaccine, the search for vaccine, and the expansion of compute resources that really mean more researchers can do more research on more data more quickly uh, in, in hopes of finding their results. And uh, if you wanna see an interesting one, look at Berlin Institute of Health and the work that they've been doing. So, you know, there's 150 projects that we've uh, been fortunate enough to be able to support and engage with over the last 100 days. And um, I could just go on and on and on with, uh, with that. So uh, that's just a, a taste.
0: Yeah, those are great examples. I mean it's such an exciting and challenging time in healthcare but um it's it's interesting to see the role that technology's starting to play and hopefully will um, get us all uh, some better cures and even a vaccine uh, sooner than later
1: Yes well yes the um uh, even with the vaccine rolling out, when it's found, treatments when they're found rolling out um, we live in a world now where life at a distance is a, is a new norm. Uh, and so I think uh, across healthcare, education, the way everyone works, uh, things are different now. And uh, technology, uh, fortunately, uh, in healthcare, the telehealth technology infrastructures were in place and were able to scale rapidly to help uh, existing systems deal with the immediate surge. Uh, and I'm optimistic that technology uh, can help uh, help us all uh, live life at a distance going forward as we might need to. Uh, and uh, I, I think a challenge for all of us to think more about now is how can this be brought um, to those that have not had this benefit, the underserved and unserved populations. Because while the pandemic has driven an innovation surge, it's also made the uh, gap between the supported and the unsupported portions of our population uh, more uh, greater in terms of the pandemic impact. And that's something that the industry and all of us working together need to do more on.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Well, um, thank you for joining us today. Those are some great insights. And uh, thanks to Intel for all the help you're uh, providing for COVID-19. This is Melanie McMullen and Hannah Hurley, and you've been listening to the IoT Integrator Wire, sponsored by Intel. Thanks for listening, and stay connected.